you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Rios trying to get everybody on the line of scrimmage. Now he still has one timeout. They'll save that for the field goal if they have to. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino who fires. Touchdown! You know what the Jets are thinking? He's going to take the ball and throw it into the ground. They stopped. Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. And Marino, certainly one of the, at worst, seven best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. Let's dig in on who the top 12 are. We have much to cover, as a matter of fact. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are. It couldn't possibly be more festive wherever you are because we have not one thing, not two things, but three things to rejoice over. And I really am not directly tied to any of them other than I'm happy for my pals here. Let's go around the wheel here in Studio 66. First of all, let's say hello to, well, you know what? Behind the glass. First things first, uh, let's start at the top. It is his, I think, 17th birthday. Is that right? It's uh, Eddie Spaghetti, birthday, everybody. It's his birthday. Yeah, it's wow. his birthday. 20, Happy birthday, 20, Eddie. Joining the 27 Club. Thank 27 you. 27 years old. Eddie, yeah. Eddie Spaghetti, food. Where's the cake, Dave? Yeah, great You're question. Right. What are you doing? No, I don't need it. I'm more of a donut guy. I'm pretty Where's sure. Where's the donuts? I don't know, but. Where do you put the candle in the donut? That's a, that's wow. a real question. That is a, yeah, My that is a really children have asked for donuts for their hmm. birthday, and I don't know where to place them. Eddie would say that you grinched like, them, huh? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Sorry, here, here's the donut. Yeah, here's the because donut. you yeah. like cake better. Yeah, that's e- yeah, Eddie would say that cake. for birthdays, uh, candles just get in the way of the food. Pro- yeah, probably. Like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. you, you can't. Them. If you put yeah. them in a donut, you got to put them in yeah, around the ring, and you destroy the donut. Yeah, you can. That's a really good point. See, so happy birthday to Eddie Spaghetti. Happy birthday, Eddie. Thank you guys. Next up, you heard his voice already. He is he is the first overall draft pick of 2000. And three from the Houston and uh, from the Houston Texans. He also happens to be the elder brother of one Derek Carr, who is sitting relatively pretty at this point post draft. Oh, yeah. It's David Carr. What's happening with hey, you, man. fella? Much. Congratulations! I, uh... I'm celebrating because I don't mean to be. Uh, especially retroactively, no need to be pessimistic. But frankly, as we discussed, I think a week or so before the draft in Nashville, I was nervous for Derek and for the Carr family because I was worried Derek was being held up to look like a half a sucker or something. Like, hey, take pictures with Antonio Brown, the new generation. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Derek, uh, you're now the backup. We just drafted somebody to replace you. Very, very, it's a healthy fear because you don't understand what's going to happen. No one really knows. We say we know we're going to you know, what we're going to experience. But in the NFL, you have no idea. So Derek was, he had a pretty good feeling that he was going to be a Raider um, after the draft next season. But you don't, you don't know anything can happen. A team can literally call and say, we'll give you two first round picks. Sure. We'll give you a first round pick for your quarterback. What are you going to say? Like, that's up to two guys in that room. 
Mike and John making that decision, and that's that's kind of where you're at. But it worked out. It worked out great. I mean, when you look at it from a quarterback standpoint, looking at their team, like I don't see any holes. Like they've they've done a really good job. Mike Mack and John Gruden in the last couple months have putting together a pretty good football team. So we'll see what happens. It is. I, I agree that they are at minimum intriguing, and yes. I like Cleveland Farrell. The the question is uh, not to go too deep immediately on the Oakland Raiders, but. With that Clemson front, when it's the same thing as uh, an Alabama powerhouse or or any other out of college football. Who is covering up for whom in an offense? It's the Matt Leinart effect. We, we revealed yeah. we we it was revealed a little too late for was it the Cardinals that took Leinart? Yeah, yeah, they took yeah. Leinart. Um, that oh Reggie Bush and all the other high end talent, talent, the great offensive line was right. covering up for Matt Leinart, right. and so we don't know. Christian Wilkins, new to the Miami Dolphins, sure. is he co- is he setting up Cleveland Farrell for success or vice versa? No, it's it's understandable, but I think that uh, I think that one of the things that made them feel good about the Cleveland Farrell pick is they drafted this guy, and you heard Mike Mayock say it in a lot of the sound clips that we showed, and and uh, what he really talked about with Derek was they drafted him to be a leader of the defense, hmm. you know, and so he's got the talent, and is he a top four, top five guy? I don't know, like maybe, obviously Mike and John thinks you know, thinks that that's what the case is. But I think more than anything, they needed a young leader on that defense. Obviously, you ship Khalil Mack out. Mari Cooper's not there. You got Derek on offense. But then you look on the other side of the ball on defense, you don't you don't really have a lot of young guys that you draft. You don't have any young guys that you drafted that are really those guys. Like Carl Joseph, they don't pick up his option. So you're looking at guys that you're like, Vontez Perfect. Like, you don't want him to be the leader of your team. <laughs> like, just go play good football and be kind of crazy. But you're not our leader, right? So but, you got you to gotta bring someone else in. Like, and I think Cleveland's going to fit that role. The for issue him. for him, I agree, I think, and, and that's I agree with that's why they made the move. The issue for him is he's going to be compared to Khalil Mack because 100%. he's coming in as a replacement. And so leadership, yeah. you can't quantify how effectively he's doing that. Right. So the way it will be is he had 10 sacks and Mac had 14 sacks 100%. this season. And that's a game that he's going to have like the whole way through his career. He could be the most successful leader on defense the Raiders could possibly have. And still he might be considered not a success I by agree. the vast majority. You know, I think that's what, that, I think that's honestly what the, the dilemma they found themselves in is they watched Khalil Mack tape and they said, there's not another guy out there like this. Like Josh Allen's not the guy like Khalil Mack's don't come around every year. So like they looked at the film and said, there's not one here. Right. So like, what do we do? Okay. We get the best leader. We get a guy that's going to make the other 10 guys on the defense better. And then hopefully that changes the culture. And so that's probably what their mindset was, is Khalil Mack's not here anymore. There's not another one on tape. Let's get the, the guy that can kind of mold this entire unit into a good unit. And, and I think that's what they did. But to your point then, having Vontaze perfect, that kind of flies in the yeah, face. No, I mean, flies in the face of that. It's interesting it's like, okay, because... Well, we're going to give him a really big task as well. Right. And so, yeah, that's what I'm like. I remember seeing the interviews with Cleveland as he came in. Like, have you met any of the guys? And he's like... I don't really know if any of these guys like me. I'm I'm pretty sure the first guy he met was Vontes because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like you. So I don't know how that's going to work. We have one other thing to out. potentially celebrate, but we're, we're talking Raiders now. How, yeah. What is the balance? Because Maurice Jones-Drew talks about it all the time. A lot of guys that spend any amount of time in an NFL locker room will tell you, you got to have some bad dudes in there. Now, you don't yeah. want guys who are crossing legal lines, obviously. Sure. But, I mean, you, you want guys that, that cut a nasty figure yeah. and are a little loose, a little unhinged. Yeah. What's the right balance well they can't have uh 53 cuckoo birds no you, you but you have to have a couple you know you, and you got to have i think you can be crazy a lot of these guys honestly wouldn't have anything else to do and they can't do anything else they'd be unproductive as citizens if they couldn't play football <laughs> like it just wouldn't be it wouldn't work out right so i think that you have to find the crazy ones but if 
Like Vontez, I'm sure he knows what to do. I'm sure he also knows how to line guys up. Like he may appear crazy and appear like he's a little unhinged, and maybe he is. But I guarantee he knows where to fit the a gap or how to line guys up. So there's a there's an element of crazy that just comes with playing football. But then there's also an element of he knows what he's doing. I oh, I I've you know I've met I, I I've talked to him twice. Briefly. So it's not just a complete crazy man out there. No, like, he's there's a method to it. Off the field, he's lucid and and yeah, uh, and, sure. and, and that's knows how it is he, in, in most cases. That's right. Knows what yeah. he's talking about. I guess there's a uh, an incredible Hulk effect, right? Oh, for sure. That once you put yourself out there, that you better ramp yourself up emotionally. Oh, yeah. I, I know offensive linemen. Sometimes you cross lines out there. Yeah, offensive linemen talk about that all the time. Like I, I can. They're totally docile. You would let them play with your children. Like, you know, like almost like dogs. Like you're like, you can, you, <laughs> yeah, you're you can never heard a human referred to right? as docile. But then like they talk about like you have to flip the switch and you got to go to another level because these guys are, they're trying to injure you. Like trying to take you out of the game or put you on your back right. and take your job. So, I mean, it's, it's different. And now to the, to the 64,000 or whatever dollar figure you want to attach to it. Okay. About three months ago was announced mm. here on the, on the DDFP. Handsome Hank, we've always introduced him, and we'll introduce him now. He is uh, all the way from London, England. He used to be, before he announced, a one-year hiatus, self-imposed from his beloved Miami Dolphins. He was not going to stand for this rebuild, this nonsense of ushering any hint of talent in the building because this would uh, depress their ability to presumably get Tua or whoever they wanted in 2020. Bad move. Our former Miami Dolphins fan now, Handsome Hank. Is it over? That's enough. Because I do have an announcement. Oh, 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 here. oh, oh I, I can't I, wait for this. I tweeted him from the draft after after oh, they get Josh goodness. Rosen and they get the lovely Christian Wilkins, yeah. despite his attempted murder of our commissioner, Roger Goodell, on the stage <laughs> in front of the eyes of thousands, nay, millions. Did you see? I saw it. It was. I was nervous. It would have been, like, been like so one of those nervous. cartoons, you know, when like someone when a block lands on someone and just squashes them flat. That's and he just yeah, and, uh, yeah. And if he would have landed on him, it would have just been uh, two feet. Would have been Goodell's shoes. Like, and, and a flattened thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, handsome. You have. A, well, I said you got to get back in. Josh Rosen is more talented than any of the guys just drafted in the first round. The QBs. You have hope. So just for day, like the reason I was out was because I, as a fan, what I didn't want to go was into a season where I was rooting for them not to win. I see. Right? So I was just like, I'm, I'm, it's better for me to sever Which all almost connections. almost feel like that's what the whole fan base was about to do. Right. Exactly. Almost. Uh, almost. And yeah. maybe still, but. Yeah. They, I didn't want to be someone, I didn't want to be sitting there hoping they would lose. That I'm just feels you. counterintuitive. Yeah. So now I, I'm excited about Josh Rosen because I feel like it's a, it's a no-lose situation. Either he's really good and then you've got a great quarterback that you found almost by accident mm-hmm. at a re- really low price, yeah. even lower than a rookie contract because right. the Cardinals played, paid the biggest bit of it. Or he's the Josh Rosen that gets you the first overall pick and you achieve what you wanted to achieve anyway. But I feel like I can root for the team. Yeah. And for the quarterback, one way or another. And? And so I'm back in. Yay! Wow. Welcome back. Yay! Congratulations, Miami. You've got an Englishman on your side again. I was really planning on taking the season off. Oh, that was interesting. And just being a general NFL fan, which I am anyway. Well, you want, yeah, so you want them to be really bad or really terrible. Because you don't want them to be in between. I don't want... Uh, they, they've been bouncing between 7 and 9 and 9 and 7 for yeah. 15 years. Yeah, you don't want that. Don't the want ideal that. would be 5 and be... 11. Yeah. But, but Josh Rosen's like, oh my goodness, what did the NFL yeah. do? Everybody, yeah, all these right. other 31 teams said, yeah. shame on be, the Cardinals letting this guy right. go, right? Or 2 and 14, and, and, and then you... 
he did it again. He got us the first overall pick. Wow. Well, I mean, they should have yeah. a halfway decent defense at least, right? I think so. Yeah, halfway. And well, right. The yeah. secondary seems loaded, if nothing right, else. How about loaded? There are yeah. a couple good. There, there are two or three good pieces. And you have a defensive-minded coach yep. now, yeah, yeah. so I mean, that's going to improve that. And the, the other thing that people don't talk about is Jim Caldwell, because he doesn't talk very much, uh, or there's very little evidence very of him little. talking into talking a microphone, or even or even making an expression. Right, having human emotion. <laughs> right. But he uh, apparently knows what he's doing when it comes to QBs. Jim Caldwell is there, and that's the perfect setup, right? Like you that. know, David yeah, Card. That's that's what you yeah. want if you're a young gunslinger guy. Yep. What you want is a defensive coach yep. who's like. Like, well, it's the defense. That's all I'm worried about. He doesn't about. care. He doesn't you just come it. in the room. What are you doing, Cubic? Yeah. yeah, make make yeah. a couple plays. Sure. And in the meantime, you got a Sherpa who's like, this is what you want to do. Exactly. It doesn't even, it bear, whispers it. You it's get the all ideal. the credit. That guy's not going to take right. Jim Caldwell's not going to take gonna credit. He's not going to take credit. No. Ideal situation because the defensive coach will get excited for the littlest things, like completions in practice, like against, not against his ones. You got to be careful. Like, that's the yeah, hard part. you don't want to show anyone If up. you go out there in OTAs and you start chopping his defense up, he's not, he's going to have a little animosity towards you. Right. So you got to be very careful that's how you smart. balance that. So. Handsome, will you? Are you putting this in pencil or is this no, a done deal? It's in pen. It was a it was a painful. Everyone like it was a painful thing for me to say. You know, after however many years, twenty five something years of of being a Dolphins fan, I was going to take the year off. But no, it's in pen. All right. What? So no adjustment. If I found myself one, finding it hard to not care. What if the pot belly guy with the bushy beard is uh, is announced as the starting QB over the uh, the youngster Josh Rose? Well, in that case, it that I Magic. feel like I feel Magic. like for that to happen, uh, Josh Rosen would have had to. A lot would have be said about Josh Rosen uh, uh, for that to have happened anyway. So I'll, yeah. I'll still be on board. If we get to that point, yeah, you probably yeah. have. You already know what you have. All right, and you're excited about Christian Wilkins as well. Sure, and some of the other that picks, anchor too. right in the middle yep. of the defense, essential, a lot yep. of havoc, and, and a leader and a guy who's been a proven winner. I think that what they've done is, if you look at their, who they hired as coaches, they hired a bunch of guys who've won a lot in the NFL or in college. And then they drafted guys from winning college football programs. I like that the entire AFC East took a defensive tackle. Yep. Hmm. Like that, well, besides the Patriots, yep. because we have to stop Tom Brady. Like that's right. the only that's the hope thing. we and have. We, we've heard, we we hear every we, time he, Tom Brady's we, on TV, he doesn't like it in his face. Pressure okay, in the middle. Let's get let's get a defensive tackle. Like, that we could have skipped pass. all the three months leading up right. to the draft and just picked for the Jets, picked the Dolphins. It. It's like marketing geniuses who announce, <laughs> uh, you know what we need with our clips? We need them to go viral. Hey, that's right. a good idea. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Let's okay, make everyone, let's let's get a viral video. Oh, this is viral videos. Got it. Um, yeah, handsome. Put that down. Why don't you? We're on. We're on camera after all. That. What? The bottle. I drove. I'm, I'm allowed to drink some whiskey. Just while put we're it talking. down. I, I don't uh, begrudge you your booze, and I <laughs> right. hope spaghetti on his birthday is already in the bag. What you don't? But you don't like this up here. You don't like. Nah, just take it down. I mean, it's so a we podcast. Can... No one can see us. They're gonna see you because we're about to talk about QBs before we get into to uh, our our uh, what we're working on currently, okay. our ongoing blue ribbon panel. Okay, which you have both now joined, whether Appreciate you realize it that's or not. Fine. Thank you. Um, to evaluate who the 12 best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era are. Um, David Carr, you're all over social media right now because it has resurfaced the video yes. of you revealing that you, even in retirement, have a superior right arm to the starting quarterback of America's it team. It has revealed itself. Hmm. I don't, I don't you feel bad. I don't apologize for that. No. You don't feel bad about Dak it. Dak put himself in that situation. He did. He should have known better. Was there was there any traits of you believing that this was some kind of an audition for you yeah, absolutely. to get back into the league? Yeah, because there's a look on your face the whole way. I, I waited for phone calls, and then <laughs> it was only from 
from home. Right. They were proud of me. They were ex-teammates were proud of me. Right. A lot of giant ex-teammates were really excited about that video. Even as it resurfaced again, I got several texts the other day saying that how happy they were to see me dismantle the Cowboys quarterback. What do you think of him? I mean, you know, in a vacuum, it's always when people say, do you think he's good or bad? Like as though it's a binary decision. I guess it kind of is. Is he good enough? Yes. He's good enough, Cowboys, right? That's how I would evaluate. Yeah, he's him. good enough. The Cowboys believe that he's their franchise quarterback. Now, what's the value of that? We'll see. But if you look at it as a collective group of like, there's no way he should be at the top of the quarterback tier as far as what he's getting paid. But that's that's mm. the way it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's how quarterbacks get paid now. The next guy gets that much money. But he's not going to get more than Russell Wilson got. He's going to get. I hope in, not. He's going to get Russell in that Wilson top. Is, I mean, Dak's a good player, but Russell is at yeah. another level. Right. A completely different level. Now, they're probably going to be very similar. Honestly, it feels like it's one B. It feels like there's one A, which is the top guys who are whose salaries are, you know, whose whose contracts are up and they're going to get the top salaries. Then one B is like the guys who are coming up to their first or or their their, their, their second. It's just interesting how it works, like how the business works, because like the cow, the Cowboys franchise is worth so much. Right. And then if you're the quarterback of the Cowboys franchise, how much are you worth? Are you now worth or not as much? I mean, I think that he's going to get paid what Russell got paid. Do you think is it more, you know, people like to quickly announce because people want to undermine anybody sitting at the top of the mountain. So I think that's part of the reason why people go after the Patriots and Tom Brady with the arrangement that he has that basically the Patriots pay him you know, to, for his separate business, which yeah. seems like chicanery. I kind of agree, but do you think so? Or isn't, or shouldn't every team be doing that? I shouldn't, think, I isn't that the way it's, I don't blame the, I, in this case, I don't think the Patriots are doing are are cheating the system. I think every team should do that. Do, doesn't yeah. Ben Roethlisberger have something, some side business that you the Steelers, so. Oh yeah, we're going to, well, yeah, we're going to give you $15 million a year. Cause we believe in your business. Well, man. every, every team has, um, they have partners in business that you have to kind of check with before you do something. And so you work together, like as a as the quarterback of the team, you work with the team on endorsement deals, on things that you're going to partner with. And you saw a lot of times you have the same partnerships. So I can see how I mean, it, it just makes sense. Honestly, I'm not mad at the Patriots. Yeah, for doing it's, that. it's savvy smart. to do it, it and to bellyache yeah. about it instead of when it's imminently doable yeah, for you. Do yeah, it. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not illegal, obviously. So I, I think it's smart. I mean, they they've figured it out like Tom Brady doesn't need to be the highest paid quarterback and yet they continue to win. They just keep winning football games because of that formula. Like it just scratches my head. Like why do the Cowboys and Dak need to, why do they need to pay him this much money? Like look at the Patriots. I assume it's the union, right? No, I, I mean, I agree, but uh, there's gotta be something from the player. The, the hard part is the player's never going to take less. Right. Money. The player. That, that's a hard unless his wife is, unless his wife Giselle, is, is like that. he's not going to. So you're, you're, you're always going to have that issue. They're not going to do it. Like I've never met a player that's like, you know what? I think let's just take ten million less. Like it's ten million dollars. Like I'm not going to put that on the table. I didn't so. anticipate jumping in on Dak Prescott too much here, but uh, one more thing about him: isn't it more Garrett and the offensive brain trust there that limits D- D- Dak from doing what Dak does I, best? I Specifically, so. when I watch yeah, him get in the red zone, and once in a while there were a few games last year that for whatever reason they saw something that made him do a lot more RPO kind of stuff, and that that's devastating when he starts running at that left edge. Yeah. And and puts it in 21's belly for a yep. second, then keeps it running at the left edge. It's it's it, it's devastating. He's a he's a huge guy. No one wants to try I, and get I Dak's way. With that. I just don't think that Jason's going anywhere. I mean, he would have been gone at this point, but I, I think that he's kind of entrenched there. It's an old school style of offensive system 
like as far as what they run. And he's trying to kind of tweak it and add things to kind of fit Dak's strengths. But I agree with you. I think if Dak was in in Kansas City or in Chicago or any of these teams that that play this fast up tempo, utilize the quarterback's legs, he would be he would be even more dynamic. And I think that I would actually I probably would have a better opinion of him. I think that I would be able to put him in a higher category and feel a lot better about that. But he's not. And they and they kind of they force him into this um, this kind of old school mm-hmm. archaic offense with with a little sprinkle of nice new stuff, you know, just enough to kind of get them get them going. But I would feel much better if Matt Nagy were his coach. I'll say that. It's mm. a constant mystery to me that you have guys like him that come into the league, and when they first come in, the coach is like, "Let's let them do what they what what they do best." Yeah. And so for either half a season or a full season, you get guys like him or Colin Kaepernick was another example where they're like, let's let, let him yep. do what it's do. And then they're like, okay, now now we've done that. We'll turn him into a quarterback. Right. And then they take away the things that they do best and try and make them fit their system. It's like, well, this guy's I not as agree. good as he was. I couldn't why, agree more. Why would you take that away from someone? I had that. And so Andy Reid yes. with Mahomes isn't going to do that. He's always emphasized, I'm yeah. just going to do what, what the quarterback does best. I think it's, uh, it's genius, actually. I, I remember having this whole conversation when Colin Kaepernick was going through his issues and they were trying to morph him into this pocket quarterback and like we just watched him run for almost 300 yards against the Packers in the playoffs like why don't you just do that and and here's what happens like the ownership thinks well we want to have this guy for 10 or 12 or 15 years and like if he does that he's not going to be around that long so we got to kind of mold him into this pocket guy to where we can kind of protect him and then you just ruin the guy right and then he he can't be a player that he used to be and and I see it happen a lot thankfully it hasn't happened to Patrick Mahomes hasn't Andy Reid has done a favor well he's uh, only well he's so only far. played one year but right. you but see it coming for Cam Cam's not going to keep no, exactly. playing keep that, that way Roethlisberger that eight years ago yeah. kind of gave up they that kind of, they kind that of was, took took that away from Russell Wilson a little yeah. bit over the years and well. Russ I'll say the, the reason I like I love Russ and I think a lot of it is because he kind of he transitioned into as as dangerous in the pocket as he was out right. on the perimeter, and so that's been one of the most fascinating things for me to watch from a quarterback's perspective as a guy that came in as a handed off to Marshawn. Maybe I'll use some zone read stuff to where I can beat you from the pocket now, just as as dangerously. So it's it's pretty impressive. I still think though, as you and I, Carr, talk about all the time, there's nothing more dangerous than play action role, Amen. and and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger are probably the three best at. It. I would agree. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is up there right now as well. Well, but he's not a, th- but he, but he doesn't present the threat. Well, neither does Roethlisberger at this point, but that he's going to take off with the ball. If you, if you don't uh, spy as him, a little but, bit different. Yeah. With his RPOs. But I do, I, it makes it, it, the thing I keep coming back to, and as I always say, it's very easy. It's m- way easier to be optimistic about any team in the NFL right now than it is to be pessimistic and declare that team has no chance. Oh yeah, no doubt. And uh, the, but the one team that rises above all others is nobody's really talking about that much at this point is Aaron Rodgers. Imagine and the Packers. Yeah. Imagine if you have somebody halfway clever who's getting Rodgers back on the edge like that. It was it was it, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was frustrating to watch. I have no uh, horse in that race either in the nfc north but it was frustrating to watch aaron Rodgers, um yeah not, it was, not look like aaron Rodgers. right and it was it was interesting i'm curious to see how that all works out with the new system um i think they go to the super bowl I, I think maybe i think I mean, they with really the play action pass i mean he's been fantastic at that getting on the perimeter defense is putting pressure on them 
And then I just, I mean, I feel like we've kind of taken Aaron for granted. That's exactly right. And that brings me to this before I say one more thing about the uh, the preceding conversation. The other thing, David Carr, agree or disagree, there are handsome certain QBs that come in and you think, oh, he's going to devastate with his running ability as much as his passing ability. I'm speaking specifically of Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota, coincidentally or not, both now in Nashville, Tennessee. The, the book on both those guys, I've been told by people who talk that neither one of those guys wants to run they want to be pocket passers yeah they, sure. yeah, yeah that's they don't they don't like the well, exactly. i don't want to be a runner i don't want to be considered that yeah Which, i don't know where that comes from that uh, those guys maybe know. they don't want to get beaten up but yeah, maybe it, maybe that i think there are some players that are naturally gifted in that area and want to go do it and then there are some that are gifted but don't, but when it gets to the nfl it's probably a little scary it's an it's intense out there, Dave. Legit, you think Ryan Tannehill's like I don't want to get hit by those guys. They're faster than they were in college, and it's going to hurt me. I, I don't want an offense built around the fact that I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, I think that there are two yeah. different there's two different dimensions. Like Colin Kaepernick, it felt like it made sense to build an offense that allows him to do that. Right. I think Ryan Tannehill was like, yeah, when I need to do that, I'll do it to run away from it. But I don't want that to be like the plan. Yeah, I, I think it's too difficult to. Kind of, and I understand like why they kind of try to shift guys away from that because you get banged up, you get injured. RG three happens. Like really, Cam Newton's the only guy that's really stood the test of time playing that style and running power from the quarterback position. But he's a defensive lineman, side. right? So he's, it's like he's dishing it out. He can do that <laughs> exactly. Like he's inflicting the pain. So yeah, I can understand why they don't want to have that all the time. But I mean, come on. All right, now let's do it. Let's uh, pick up where we left off with Joe Thomas, Sean O'Hare, and Cole Wright. And okay. uh, that was a pickup from a conversation that began in Nashville, Tennessee with Steve Mariucci and Kurt Warner and Stanford head coach David Shaw. We oh. talked about quarterbacks. It's the thing that it's everybody loves talking about. That, That's That's, I did it on purpose. Just That's the blue down. ribbon panel. And this might close out the blue ribbon panel, Eddie Spaghetti. I don't know. This might be the the extent of it. Sure, call. Really how much how much brain power can we have? You know, can't group think it too much. Right. Yeah, you don't much. we're kind of the closers. I think the exercise we'll today, decide. fellas, is to determine who are the twelve best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. I start by saying Johnny Unitas is out of the conversation. His best work happened prior to Super Bowl one. Ergo, we're not going to put his name in there. Okay. And he mucks things up anyway. Because if you start putting him in there, then what are we talking about, really? We're talking yeah. about modern-day football. And I contend, as you know, that uh, the Super that the NFL doesn't really take flight until the Super Bowl era, the AFL merger and everything else. Everything that precedes it is, is minor league stuff. We don't need to indulge that. And, and Dave, the categories here are like, are we talking Super Bowl wins? Are we talking stats? Are we talking eyeballs? Or it's just you know, how do you how do you value each? I of those want things? what you got going down between I'm, those two ears, there, handsome Hank. That's why you're okay. here. That's I, why you know? assembled the panel because you right. get a lot of right. different. I have you right. know you Spectrums. know I have my reasons for putting certain guys I in there. I know what Dave likes. What do I like? Gunslingers. I do like gunslingers. That's right. But I admire surgeons as well. <laughs> I admire Tom Brady. I do admire Tom. What I don't think Tom Brady's I've good. Heard you, I've heard you on many occasions say, "Would I rather have a Brett Favre or a Tom Brady?" I'd have a Brett yeah. Favre every day if I were a fan. As a fan of a team, of course, of course, that's true. What are you not? What are you today? If you're not a fan, what are you today? An I, evaluator. I'm saying a fan of that team. Oh, I would I rather if I if I if, if you assign me to be a fan of a new team in uh, I don't know where that they, they they uh, Portland Oregon has a new team and you're the you're the in charge of building it. I would want the fan base to to have a gunslinger. 
Not somebody who doesn't who gets up to a microphone and says uh, falsely modest nonsense about like, oh, nobody thinks we can win and all, the, all that jazz. All I right. want somebody with swagger. No, I want Peyton Namath. Manning's not listening. I want Namath. <laughs> I don't want Brady. You see? Yep. Namath over Brady. You think I'm talking about know, attitude, I I friend. See what you're saying. That makes sense. That's what's cool. That's what's fun. fun I want Brett Favre. I don't want the nonsense, you know? You take Baker Mayfield over Tom Brady right now? For, for 2019? Enter- entertainment. Entertainment. Your team. Your Portland, Oregon team. That's a hard one for me because, well, that's, you know, I'm a Steelers guy. So yeah. you're asking me, do I want the Patriots guy or do I want the Browns yeah, guy? I mean, I, that's not really Look, a winning side. Yeah. But I guess right. Baker. I like. Yeah. Okay, that right, makes sense. I, I get it. I know as, where you're at. That as Daniel sense. Jeremiah said, he, and he was, you know, as much a Sam Darnold guy as anybody was in last year's mm-hmm. draft. He said, Baker's a good, uh, maybe a better fit, even though I like Sam Darnold's talent a tick more because Cleveland needs a guy who has that like kind of F you know, the world kind of thing going, you know, he's got like, you, you don't want a mild mannered guy. You need somebody who's pushing back at the football world. Mm-hmm. Enough yeah, of definitely. this nonsense of the Browns bashing. We're here to win and all yeah. that. Stuff. Yeah, it's good. You know, no, he's a lion. It changed. It's not a Detroit one. Yeah. So here are the seven, the ironclad that okay. I don't think we need to bother debating. Tom Brady, okay. Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Elway, Marino, Peyton Manning. Seven. That's, that's pretty solid. You like those seven? You can't yeah. debate any of those? Do you want to I can, debate I Joe Montana? I can debate Montana. You want to debate Joe Montana? Joe Why Montana. do you have to be a stinker right I, out of the game? I don't want to be that guy, but like every time a quarterback list, all-time quarterback list comes up, and I mentioned the win fact four. That, that Joe Montana is not in my top ten. Not in your panic, top ten. Panic ensues. And I'm from California. I watched Joe Montana. Now, I was a Cowboy fan, so I didn't necessarily cheer for the 49ers. But I also, I mean, I respect what he did. I respect more what Bill Walsh did mm. and what he did for the entire offensive system um, of football, West Coast offense. I mean, that's everywhere now. I mean, there's, there's Patrick Mahomes won the MVP because of Bill Walsh. I mean, I would say partly that because of what he did for offensive football. So Joe Montana, for me, did a very good job running Bill Walsh's offense. Okay. Steve Young so did you- a better. Steve Young did a better job. What? I, I, in the regular season. Steve Young, okay, that's fair. But, I mean, also... I, I would argue that the San Francisco 49ers were ahead of the curve, ahead of the defensive structure they were facing. They didn't face the myriad of coverages that even Steve Young faced. Um, so I, I think that they were they were it wasn't it wasn't an unfair fight because Bill Walsh was just a genius. He was excellent at what he did, and he created an offensive system. And Joe Montana was perfect for it. He was it was the perfect time. It was almost like the Brady Belichick type marriage. Like mm. Tom Brady and Joe Montana are very similar to me. They're talent wise, they're very similar. I think Tom Brady's a better quarterback. I would I would say that Brady has kind of even gone beyond the X's and O's and what he's done, but but Montana to me is a very a very average quarterback. So not even so My so not goodness. in the top seven, but maybe not even in the top twelve. I don't I don't I, there's because I mean, it's going to be hard to have room for both of those 49ers quarterbacks in. No, top I I, 12. I wouldn't put him in the top twelve. But here comes the slings and arrows. I <laughs> understand you're going to get heat. Wow. I know. Oh, I, it's been heat since I was ten. But I'm I'm sticking to my guns. Here. You know I I can predict already. I'll be frank with you because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, David Carr oh, yeah. now is an expert on oh, what, yeah. what David makes Carr. Up. Oh, so David's in the top ten. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. There's probably hundred quarterbacks I'd put ahead of me. Okay. Just a hundred. Can you throw a ball farther than Joe Montana? Yes, left-handed. 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 I don't want to challenge Joe. Joe's Come on. Joe's challenge Joe. That would be fun. <laughs> I know. Don't no, Joe see? can throw it. Joe can. Look, but I, I, like, I watched your Steelers play him. All right? 
You said 93, 94-ish in the playoffs. I think it would have been January. It would have Cowers rookie season. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't impressive to me. I, I challenge those naysayers out here. They're going to go on Twitter and try to attack us. Do you that, think, that was, he was 14, that he was 14 years deep. No, I, I'm with you. I, I agree with that. And it was cold and he had gloves on. But, I mean, at the same time. <laughs> I wasn't impressed with what I saw. <laughs> well, listen, if they don't block, so. if Marty Schottenheimer's special teamers don't block a punt late in that game, the Steelers vanquish right. Montana. So, I mean, and I'm not bashing Joe. I mean, he did, he was, it's a perfect storm. It's what you got to have. Bill Walsh is a genius. You show up, play good quarterback from Notre Dame. Boom. You go win four Super Bowls. You have to win one game. You're going to run Steve Young out there absolutely. over Joe Montana. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, why? So Steve Young, so your assertion is, or may, if I may glean. I think Steve Young is your... one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever play. I, I think him and Trey are one of the most accurate I know. guys. Qu- fellow QBs all swoon and coaches. It's just where you You all swoon it, for accuracy. Like, when I get why it's that. important, but it's not everything. It's <laughs> not, not everything. Like You've seen that video of him against Dak. It's, it is everything. Pretty, accuracy I know it One matters. Competition in my polo. I get it, but not it's a, how hard I threw it. I know, but you're not trying to put somebody in the dunk tank. It's a you know, it's a, a you can get a little loose with it. Far, I'll give you some. It guys. is more entertaining to see guys get a little loose with it. You know, like I, I like Far. One of the far. best. He's inaccurate. He is. But Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, those are three examples Brett, of inaccurate yeah. throwers who are all great. Yeah, Brett used to put them in the seats like in the first couple throws. Like, right. I mean, mm-hmm. he would just airmail. It's not the end of yeah. the world. No, it's fine. It's fun to watch. A, it's fun to watch. All right, and you also win. And Elway is another guy who is inaccurate. But his arm transcended. Like, okay, so he wasn't as accurate, but his arm and his ability to push the ball down the field, like, that was what made him great. But Montana wasn't that either. No, he wasn't that. He He just wasn't as accurate as Steve Young. Yeah, or as talented. I can't believe it. You're you're going young over Montana. You know what? Yeah. Steve Mariucci agrees with you. Wow, okay. Well, there we go. I'm not trying to validate myself here, but he did coach these guys. All right. But I also coach both of them. I think he coached. I don't think think he's a Montana guy. So so what we're saying is the surprise is that the coach who coached one of those two quarterbacks thinks the one that that he coached is better. I did. I don't think I asked him Favre or Young for one game. I'm pretty sure he would have gotten Brett Favre. I think. Did I ask him that? I think so. I think he would have said Favre. Yeah. No, you'd spend no. It was like a fifteen-minute conversation on Young versus Roethlisberger. Oh, from my recollection, this <laughs> is Roethlisberger. It, Roethlisberger. I mean, what are we talking about that for? Why is he even in the conversation? Are what? you kidding me? Because one are we talking still about the playing top already? Quarterbacks has... of all time, he might not be one of the top twelve playing now. One guy. I mean, I, I mean, I tend great. to lean towards this side of the table on that. Towards one. which side of the table? Davis. That Ben Roethlisberger is not one of the twelve best QBs in the NFL twenty nineteen. Um, oh come right I mean, now? he's 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 eight down. He's he's below eight on that list. I don't want to get into that list now. We can do that yeah. closer to the start. I mean, I'd kind of like to get into that list because that sounds that sounds loco. <laughs> let's definitely, just throw out there. Let's definitely not get into that. And let's finish up this. <laughs> All right, I'll have to finish you up when I'm done you know, when I'm done in here. Now listen, who else? What other quarterback, yeah. high in QB, do you think benefited as much from the system that he found himself in as Joe Montana? Um. Because obviously a lot of these, Elway I'd and Marino were not, it, were not surrounded by talent, and that's the book on both of those guys. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, they're, I think Montana and Brees are pretty, probably pretty similar as far as their accuracy, um, their physical makeup, what they're able to do. I really like – I don't really know Joe that well. I mean, I've only met him a couple of times. Drew's a fantastic leader. He's a great guy. Um, someone that everyone can rally behind. I mean, he has some quirky, awkward sideline moments when he tries to get the team rallied. I mean, mm. everyone, everyone does, but, um, 
I think Drew has probably benefited. I don't most. like that little throw in. <laughs> I like. Uh, I love that. Everybody does. It's the same as the little throw about Montana wearing gloves. I get. <laughs> I get what you're saying. See what I did. But he's got Sean Payton. Sean Payton for me is one of the best play callers of all time. Hmm. He's a, he's fantastic. So. So he's if you don't know if Montana goes in the top 12, yeah. is Drew Brees in the top 12? I think with uh, what Drew brings from a leadership standpoint, not that Montana doesn't, and I think that I think Drew's got a little more uh, a little more dog in him. Hmm. Handsome. I like, I like I like Drew. And Carr, you're one of these guys who I know agrees with me about the need to win Super Bowls. I do. I actually do, and I'm upset that Drew hasn't one more if Dan Marino wins one Super Bowl is he the greatest quarterback of all time I think Dan Marino he's my favorite quarterback really yeah see yeah he's my favorite this side of the table yeah I love Dan Marino to watch I mean he was yeah he's incredible he was he was also I mean it's a terrible thing to say as a Dolphins fan but Don Shula killed that team for almost the whole of his career because he drafted is that fair he drafted so poorly he drafted so poorly for a decade because he had the kudos from the previous two decades yeah. to be able to do it, but he, I mean, he gave him no weapons. What a fascinating, what a fascinating assertion you throw out here. Basically, so if Marino is drafted by Bill Walsh and Joe Montana oh is drafted goodness. by Don Shula, how does that go? It, it's you don't even hear of Joe Montana. You never hear of Joe Montana. Joe Montana may or may not have might been be. a starter in yeah. the NFL. He might, he might have been a starter. I don't think he wouldn't have won four Super Bowls. And does and Marino win four? I think Marino is. Yeah. I don't even know if Bill Walsh builds that offense. Though. I don't uh, know yeah, if Marino wouldn't yeah. let him. That off the, the the West Coast offense is not something that Dan Marino. Yeah, that's accepted. true. It's a good point. He's he's just he's such a such. I mean, he just as far as his throwing ability, so much further along. Crazy talent. One interesting name that came up is um, in the top 12 uh, uh, was Kurt Warner. Is Kurt Warner in the top 12? I asked Kurt Warner that. Kurt <laughs> Warner said yes. And Kurt Warner meant it. David yeah. Carr. Kurt oh, Warner, man. top 12 of the Super Bowl era. Three Super Bowl appearances. Do I have to preface this with I love Kurt Warner and I think he's a fantastic human? Yeah, I, I love, think that's best. He I, could I mean, be. I, he might watch. <laughs> no, I, I do. But I, I mean... I love Kurt, but I mean, I, I just don't think he's top twelve. Had he beaten, if it were not for Santonio, yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger, right. yeah. I think he has a really compelling case. The, the, as a matter of fact, the interesting part: two chips in like yeah. a decade of starting. No, that is that is interesting. Like as far as going from winning, then going somewhere else, winning there. I mean, that's that's definitely compelling. Um, I just, I mean, I think I think more, and Kurt would probably be the first one to tell you this physically. Like as a, for me as a quarterback, when I watch these guys, like that's why I have Montana and Breeze because I'm like they're they're not all that impressive with what they're able to do throwing the football, right? I mean they're they're impressive. Like to the normal person, they're it's an impressive group. But these all these other guys, they they are extremely talented. And Kurt Kurt has Kurt has an above average arm. You know I would say that as as best. But he was he's like he's like Peyton Manning in as far as his anticipation. Um, he's crazy accurate. Knew when to throw the ball. Knew where to throw the ball. So that's. Kurt was he he overachieved greatly. Like I mean, he took what he, what God gave him and he went to the next level with it. You know what's the weird so irony? It's not a of bad him thing is that he's a he's a supreme athlete when it comes to basketball. Apparently, yeah. he can run with anybody. You yeah. throw out uh, on the yeah, floor absolutely. He, he dominates athletically it's against high end competition. Uh, the, of the guys that have been drafted, let's say in the last three four years, is anybody if we have this conversation a decade from now? In the conversation, Mahomes, Baker, Mayfield, Sam Darnold, at all. I really like Sam Darnold's game. I like Baker, uh, but Pat Mahomes has just a little bit more. 
than all those guys. I think that's pretty obvious. You know, <laughs> Sam can do some things above the X's and O's that are really nice. He throws off off platform, like not really balanced. His feet didn't have to be in the right spot. And he can make some some crazy throws down the field where you kind of like stop the clicker and say, what, what did I just watch right there? And you have to rewind it and watch it again. He did it with the Jets last year. He's going to be even better, I think, with Adam Gase. Baker's like that. Baker doesn't have an arm that's going to like really – it's not like going to be like a Rodgers. I know I know Odell thinks he's Brett Favre. Like he he runs around like Brett. Like he, he can make the same plays, but he doesn't have – he doesn't have that arm. He doesn't have is that there ability. any is there any chance that that, that old bake that the uh, defensive coordinators the league over are watching what he did in his rookie yeah, season? Sure. And is there some solve to what Mayfield did that will well, I mean, that will bring him back down to earth? He played great, but he didn't play. I mean, he wasn't lights out with Hugh, and then they switched over to Freddie. And you and when you change and you start running a system that's vastly different, I thought it was vastly different than what he ran earlier in the year. Defensive coordinators can't just say, okay, we'll figure it out in, you know, three days or four days. I mean, that's going to take an offseason of studying what Freddie likes to do, studying, you know, as far as the division. Like, they're going to look really at, at his tendencies, and, and they'll have some answers for him. But Baker's a good player. He's going to play good football. He's got some good weapons now. So, But Pat transcends all that. Patrick Mahomes transcends all that stuff. Like, it's this- funny, though, because we're now two years removed from when it was kind of like people loved the arm and everything else in the draft, pro- in the run-up to the draft a couple years uh-huh. ago. But it was far from certain that he was the best player in fact it's funny to think trubisky is the first guy taken yeah and and then mahomes and then watson and how that that all shakes out now everybody agrees mahomes is is the guy that in a weird that's a pretty big swing and miss by the scouting community i would agree right because it was not like everybody was in on mahomes no i mean he got drafted I i know that there were there were a lot of people that were in on him they thought he was the best player i mean if you just pop on the film of the guy, you can see what Andy Reid saw. So, and I think a lot of it had to do with where he landed. This is a right. this is another one of those situations where if Patrick Mahomes lands in Cleveland, I mean, you know, I don't think it's the same. Is there anybody who I haven't thrown out to you by list or by mention that I that is a major absence from this list? I think it's a head. pretty solid list. It's a, I mean the, the the name that I like is on the list because it's the one. Whenever we talk about this, I like to bring up is Troy Aikman. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I really, I, I don't think Troy Aikman gets the credit <clears throat> that he deserved because of Jimmy Johnson, because of Emmett Smith, because of Michael Irvin. I just don't think him as a, as the leader of that team gets what he deserves it's, as I, one of the greatest quarterbacks. That's why I wear I mean, because of that. Is that true? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I was a Cowboy fan growing up. Troy Aikman was the guy. Now, he wasn't as talented as Elway or Marino or those guys, but like leadership, like the breeze that mm-hmm. has, like the accuracy that Montana and Young and these guys, I mean, like he had all that stuff, right? And he... You're right. He didn't get as much credit. Well, in terms of rings, if, he, if he'd been a quarterback, I mean, the fact that he's the Cowboys quarterback, but of those Cowboys team, he's about the third player you would mention, yeah. the third personality yeah. involved with the team that you would mention of those Super Bowl teams is kind of crazy. It is a perfect storm against Troy Aikman because if you consider his uh, what his resume looks like, he wins more Lombardis than his contemporaries mm-hmm. do, more than Steve Young did, yep. um, and uh, more than Elway, more than Marino, and yet it, it, it's he suffers from. Um, I mean, Elway and Marino, you can I think the perfect storm is one. Emmett Smith isn't just a generationally good running back. He retires as the all time rushing leader. Yeah. Michael Irvin is, if nothing else, is taking the spotlight right. in, in terms of yeah. off field and otherwise. He is a, a more bombastic personality. Um, Jimmy Johnson, like you say, and then. 
at while Troy Aikman is in his prime, the conversation is on the other side. Well, Marino and Elway, if they had any talent, I think that all amounts to, but it's ironic that that guy wins three Super Bowls and we're kind of like, yeah, but that was because of everybody else. Yeah. And yet we don't hold, we, we hold almost no one else to that uh, standard right, exactly. outside of you, David Carr, yeah. mentioning Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fine. I, I like it. I think that's, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like, I like Troy a lot. He's, he's, uh, and, by the way, it's the same thing with Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning had similar, Marvin Harrison and Reggie yeah. and yep. Reggie Wayne. Yeah, that's true. Yep. He had, I mean, who, who had more talent surrounding him on offense to put up those numbers? And by the way, the same thing that happened in 2018 with Patrick Mahomes, he is almost inevitably going to come back to earth a, a tick yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, with or without Tyree killed, because the defense is going to be a little bit better. Ergo, there are not going to be as many snaps for him. Yeah. They're not going to be as many shootouts, you would, you would assume. Peyton Manning, well, he never had a defense. Yeah, so that meant he was in shootouts all the time. That meant he was throwing the ball constantly from the word go and never stopped through the fourth quarter. Very rarely was it like, yeah, fourth quarter, just all edge now, just all yeah, edge James Peyton, here. Peyton, Peyton's throwing up 20 in the fourth quarter. You're going to put up prolific numbers yeah. when you're slinging it all yeah. the time. And, well, and when you have Hall of Fame level receivers. And when you're calling your own plays. I mean, let's not forget Peyton called his own plays. So, so is Peyton in your top seven? Um, that would be tough. Really? Who goes ahead of him then? From our field here? Uh, probably Kurt Warner. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like Steve Young. Did. It's probably Steve Young. Yeah. Are you bored, Spaghetti, or no? No, I actually have one name to throw out there that's pretty interesting. Ooh, go ahead. Um, not that I want to keep David here uh, be past his, uh, his time. Very but What's um, <laughs> Matt Ryan is ranked 12th. Oh, stop Listen, it. listen, hear me out. He's ranked 12th in touchdown passes, 12th in uh, passing yards career. All These are NFL. important people, and you're going to no. waste their time with two? <laughs> all I'm saying is if he if he did, obviously, you know, what it could have, you know, if he won that Super Bowl, but if he does win one in the future, he's only 33 years old. Hmm, that's number, a fair point. His numbers would won yeah. that one. Yeah, his his numbers project that he might end up, like, top six, seven all time in both wow. those categories. I thought about Matt Ryan when I heard about this list you were mm, compiling. I didn't. Really? For I the did. top 12 of the, the top top 12 I, thought of I, I thought, am I missing anyone? And Russell Wilson was the first guy, like, from this era the, that I thought. Okay, Russell Wilson. Is he That's top 12? That's my guy. Uh, yeah, I think so. Top 12 yeah. in the history or in the Super Bowl history? Yeah, I think so. Handsome? Handsome's no. not going to agree with me. You don't think, I don't think I don't think he is yet. He might he might wind up being. When you ask about the, the current players that could end up on this list, he could be, but he's not yet. And, I can, he, I, and can I assume that based on your... Uh, previous snark that you don't think number seven Ben Roethlisberger is in the top twelve. I definitely don't think he is. At least I'm not alone in that. You don't think Ben Roethlisberger, you who played the position and has watched the man for a decade and a half, never once have a losing season? Isn't that worth something? Yeah, Pittsburgh is a fantastic organization. Oh well, no, I guess we're going to hold him is, to the is Troy Philip Aikman Rivers, measure. Is, is Philip Rivers on the list? No, he's not. <laughs> he's never been to a Super Bowl. What are we talking about? How about how about Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly. Where do we put Jim Kelly? Uh, I don't know. He's been to four Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, I thought about him as well. I, we I talked, think, we're, we've been talking about I, Jim Kelly. I like Jim Kelly a lot. I like Jim Kelly. Okay, let's I, put I, these guys I, in yeah. an order because this okay. will help illuminate yeah. for me. Fouts, Cam. We're going to go all over the place. Yeah, Matt we're Ryan. We're all over already. We're just Moon. Spinning sideways. What is, the, what is this list? Kelly. Is this like 22 through three? We've got to figure these out. we got to uh, okay. put them into a hierarchy. People are bringing up. But it doesn't matter. Sean O'Hare, after we finished, said, what about Snake Stabler? And I said, yeah. listen, if we're talking Bradshaw and Staubach and whether or not they're in the top 12, Snake Stabler wasn't as good as yeah. those guys. And right. he's, So why, let's not waste our time. 
Dan Fouts is not in the top 12. Well, you want... Okay, no Dan Fouts. If Dan Marino was in Dan Fouts' offense, that would have been something. Ooh, that would right. Have been that's, the one. that's the one. 6,000-yard passing yeah. season. Yeah. I buy that, yes. Yeah. Cam, I don't... You, I love Cam. I love to watch Cam, but the fact that you keep bringing him up for these types of lists is, yeah. is bizarre to me. I would agree with that. I like Cam a lot also. I he think that he wins a lot. Well, and he, and no one's ever really played the position like him, so there's there's something to that, but I don't think that he's from from quarterbacks you got to you got to throw the football. You got to be accurate, you got to be consistent, right? To be on the right. top 12 of all time like Super Bowl it's era. Just, it's not it's I don't not, think he's in there. the top 30 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Era. Okay, as of right now, they both retire today. Who's the better quarterback, Cam Newton or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. Really? Yeah. You agree with that, handsome? I don't know if I, don't know if I agree with that. Come on. But I don't think. But I, don't, I think but that like, if you, I think if you pulled the, the people that are going to head an organization and want a quarterback on the field right now, I think they would take Matt Ryan. That's a different conversation time. because people like control. People, the, you know, uh, GMs and head coaches, they like something that they control. That's why Peyton this Manning. The, this is the rant that ends in him saying, "I like gunslinger." That's right. I was going to say. That's, that's what really they like. Very good. This is how it starts. As we people talk about like control, you, you want some wacky fellas in your locker room, yeah. some nasty guys, but you need to have a guy in the locker room who is talking to the troops at the troop level you can't have the general walk in constantly you have to have a major walk in and say listen guys uh, all kidding aside this is what we're going to do they like they that they have a grown-up in the huddle isn't that right isn't that that what great quarterbacking is isn't that what i don't know these guys are you know better than i say that's what all these guys have done i think all right. I mean, yes, Cam is more of a wild card. Yeah, I don't not like Cam. I think he's like I said, no one's ever played the position like him. Okay. Ever. Warren so, Moon. Uh I would I would possibly vote for Warren Moon. In the top twelve. Yeah. But I mean so, probably not, not probably not gonna make the top twelve. Not in the top twelve, but in the top twenty. Yeah. Who do you want yeah. more, Bradshaw or Roethlisberger in the top twelve? <laughs> <laughs> That's a I'm fair. Glad you I, got, you I'm just glad asked you me about Jim Kelly. I'm asking you about. I'm asking you about Roethlisberger or Bradshaw. Sam Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw. Neither of them are the top twelve quarterbacks of all time. That's a great answer, actually. It's pretty vapid. Really, stuff. Really. What do you mean? Somebody I just gave you a very specific about. answer. Really what do you think about that? I wish I could just copy. Terry Bradshaw has one of the top half dozen arms of, in the Super Bowl era. There's no doubt about that. I was like three, so I don't really remember. Okay, Spaghetti, you want to say something? <laughs> I can tell you want to get in on the fun. I'm just laughing. No, I because part of me, I'm looking at the stats, and I think like, oh, Matt Ryan belongs there. But then you say Roethlisberger v. Uh, Bradshaw. I'm like, well, Bradshaw did win four times. So it's like maybe I would go with Bradshaw. So I'm contradicting myself and what I believe. But Be- yeah, kids who say, well, there's a defense defense was good at our, our talking out of, I don't know what, out of uh, ignorance. How about I'll go yeah, with they that? Don't know. They don't know. You don't <laughs> they know don't what know. you're talking about. You, didn't lie. you don't know what you're talking you about. You don't even know who. They, they beat the Cowboys 35-31. It was a real defensive struggle. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Steel curtain. The uh, What about Roger Staubach? Yeah, too too uh, early on for you to I have think, any knowledge uh, of? Uh, yeah, I think so. So but then, then that's the that's the the same question you asked is Aikman versus Starbuck. Like you got to choose one. I'm going to do that. I think Aikman or I think Aikman. Yeah, Aikman over Roger the Dodger. I mean, I wore the guy's number, so I can't I can't vote here. But I, you know where I lean. Do we have to talk about uh, Fran Tarkenton, or do we not have to? Uh, I like I like Fran Tarkenton. I've seen enough of him. I He's a lot him. of Russell Wilson. Yeah, he is. That's why he's I think Russell I like Wilson him. before <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson. I think the, there's got to be an element to how much fear do they put in the defense like with on this list like what do who do you not want to face i mean would you rather face kurt warner or fran tarkington mm, that's a i i do like you know I, what i'm saying There's i, a good I little do bit of like that. regarding it that way yeah all right listen we did a lot of good work with david carr handsome's gonna stay though for a few more minutes okay. Okay. right perfect or do you have to go handsome 
No, I don't have to go. We, we You're welcome it. to stay as long as you want, David. Well, I mean, if I don't know. get some food, it might be a bad total. All right, eight, then scram. <laughs> Best to Derek and uh, and uh, the Carr family. I was over the moon uh, as I was watching this. I, I don't think, I think they're not going to take a cue. I know. I think they're crazy. not going to do Oh, they're not going to. Josh Rosen's still out there. I, that could be the one. I know. Oh, no, he's going to Miami. Great. Derek's yeah. in the clear. So they might be. Okay, we're gonna. We're, all right, keep my Raider stuff. Not gonna have to have a bounce. <laughs> how about this? Tonight. Let's get Derek. Your, your before security what? How about yeah. this? Derek on DDFP before Memorial Day. Yeah, when's Memorial Day? Give me a day. <laughs> like two weeks. Perfect. Right, before two weeks from now, <laughs> I'll give him a call. I mean, I can't promise anything, but I'll I'll do my best. What's his, What's he told you lately about eighty four? He loves eighty four. He loves eighty four. Loves him. He's fun to practice. Well, I'm sure, that, all the yeah, toe he, tapping and all that stuff. It's fun to he do. He works really hard, man. I know he does. Nobody works harder, as but, they uh, say. You don't really ever hear about that. You hear, you see all the antics and the noise and stuff, you know? Not, oh, come on. You I hear mean, plenty. You don't hear about that Antonio he, Brown works hard? Like, he has two jugs machines in his backyard in case one fails. Like, <laughs> in case one goes out when he's trying to get his 100 catches uh-huh. in, he has a backup. Have you thrown passes to him yet with your brother? Does a Nerf ball count? Yeah. 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 Did he catch it? Yeah, of course. You and I actually, have something you know in common. I threw, I threw a pass this to might, Antonio This Brown. might be interesting for your listeners. Oh. We had a uh, we had a football um, game breakout on the football field at Fresno State mid-nephew's birthday good, party. Good place for it to really? happen. It was great. It was actually a red zone session. So it was 15-yard line in. I played quarterback. Derek played quarterback for the other team. Antonio, he, he did a great job. All-time receiver? He was all-time receiver. He played quarterback like two or three plays and did did pretty well. Hmm. Um, but it was a fun time. Yeah, it's a good time. There you go. Antonio, a hard worker. He can't even go. To, the point is, he can't even go to a birthday party without trying to get some routes in. Hmm. He brought his cleats. I, I mean, he stretched, listen. Stretched. He warmed up. Did like, you cover him? Were you? Were yeah. You? Oh, uh, okay. So I'm playing middle linebacker. I got. I'm, I know what Derek's going to do. Mm-hmm. He puts a bunch out to the left. Antonio's on the outside. He wants a picking action to kind of right. disrupt what I have going on. You're not going to fall for that. I'm not going to fall for it. You've seen so it. So I, what I know Derek's going to do is want to run Antonio on kind of what we call a jerk route. So he's going to run in. He's going to appear to hook up in the middle, get me to bite, and then run right past me. So I know it's coming. So I. I bait Derek into thinking that I know right. that the middle route's coming. So I kind of look like I'm going to jump it, but then all the, I'm loaded up my right leg. And then as soon as Antonio breaks, I break. Hmm. Derek throws the ball still, right? I've known him since he was obviously throwing passes at three years old. I knew what he was going to do. It hits me. Both my hands. I'm on the goal line. This would have been a 99-yard <laughs> interception return for a touchdown, and I would have ran the entire way. Hit me in both hands, dropped it right in front of my uh. wife. Right in front of my wife and family. Total failure as a dad. It would have been the greatest. I would have had the first interception, 100-yard return against Derek. You started it. You, you were 70 yards down the field. When, I was in my brain. It. I was yeah, already well, in celebration mode. That's if it makes you feel any better, Antonio Brown would have tracked you down before he even got the I'm midfield. Even, I never even crossed my mind as an option of, of getting caught from him. I was more concerned about Derek catching me. Right. Antonio would have just let me score. Derek would have chased you. 100%. He might have tackled me. <laughs> It was great. David Carr, great the guy story. the guy whose uh, neighborhood pals used to have to wear oven mitts to catch the heaters he would throw. That's true. That's true. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Good times. The, the grade eight, everybody. Uh, David Carr, there he goes. Uh, Muzzle tov again to the Carr family. Uh, man, no, no more fascinating team, right, than the mm. Oakland Raiders? They better be on hard knocks or shame the devil. Yep. Who else would even – who else even be on the list besides, I guess, the Browns? I guess the Steelers. Would we be just good. did the Browns. We don't need to do the Browns. Yeah, we won't do the Browns. It's got to be the Raiders, right? Especially I think if, so. Especially if they go incognito. Mm-hmm. Yoy. 
Um, all right, Spaghetti, let's kibitz some more here with uh, with our friend Handsome. Oh, what does this mean that you've written down on the on the outline here? Surprise soundbite. It's a very, very um, interesting soundbite we have of our friend Handsome Hank over here oh. from, another, from another program, uh, one that I would not listen to, but I was told about it, so I could uh, play that for you right here. All right. Henry, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. You want to get any other plugs in there? No, no, I no, just, used I, them up. No, no, for me, it's a thrill just to be my favorite podcast out there. Oh. And now I get to be and, and see my friends hard at work and Erica as well. Love you, buddy. Also a friend. Well, that, that's hurtful, handsome. I mean, I don't know what I mean, you meant by that. I did it just to antagonize you, and, and I'm surprised <laughs> it came back quite so quickly. <laughs> Normally, it takes a little longer to get back to you, but I'm glad the fuse was lit uh, on that one. That was just for fun. Are we going to do a thick cast? Uh, we should do an impromptu. I tell you what, cast. I did. I did some thick casting last week. I was in Germany for the week. Yeah, and in Germany they're not afraid of of meats and potatoes. So is each. Um, and uh, all yeah, manner of links. All manner of links, exactly. All manner of pork knuckle. Um, and then unfortunately it was uh, what they call spargel season. Um, it's asparagus season in, in yeah. Germany. I like asparagus, but not to the same level that they were trying to feed it to me. Hmm. And they're big football crowd over there, huh? Big football crowd in Germany. Um, spaghetti, how? So you on the eve of your twenty seventh birthday, which probably well, one of two things. There's if you would be a baseball player, I think the twenty seven is the magic year for baseball statistics, generally speaking. So that's the good news. Huh. The bad news is if you're a musician and you love your music, that's, that's when everybody dies. Yeah, no. Hmm. So, uh, the Cobain, Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison year. So Janis uh, Joplin, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse keeps going on. Uh, yeah, I. Um, 27 today um last night though for a quick thick cast update i was lucky enough to be brought to apl adam perry lang a new restaurant on vine in hollywood uh it's like a steakhouse and uh luckily to meet him we got a tour of the whole entire place and uh we had a meal on the house pretty much thanks to my girlfriend who's friends with actually with his pr uh um, the, the head of his pr yeah and she's gonna did you know it was on the house before Yes, because that's a very important for a well, food eater. It's a little bit like when we've it, talked about free agency tours. You don't want to find out. Like I never, I never understood why free agents don't go out and just go to every city and sample everything and know that it's th that someone else is. I do. Yeah. I do. If I, you know that you are eating for free, that changes your perspective entirely. I know. I to, you look at the menu yeah. through different eyes to to pull back the curtain. So if she, my girlfriend, told us originally like it's going to be free. The PR girl was there, um, and she was like, "Yeah, like she's like, oh, enjoy the meal. It's going to be great." He said, "Like we got some stuff coming up for you." Adam did. So I'm like, "Oh, great! This is awesome." We sat. He's like, "Oh, just sit over there." Like the place was empty. No one was in there really yet, and uh, just except the workers. And we had our waitress come by, and she was like taking because it order. was like four thirty in the afternoon. It was five thirty right? at this point. Great I, time. I was there great time to eat as much as you yeah. can. As yeah. Well. Um, and she came by so and took our drinks, up. and then we're like, "Like, does she know that we're like we're part of his guests, and he brought us here?" Like, I don't know if she knows. So we're waiting, waiting, and <laughs> spaghetti's like, in the back of his head, I'm like, like All right, if I um, ends up, I end up having to get this bill. It's yeah. going to be awful spending. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, bite this bullet and, t and and pay for this bill. And then and my <laughs> grandma's like, "No, no, like we'll split. It's my fault. Bring us here." And we're like, we're nervous. So I'm like, "All right, I will figure this out." And then. We're waiting for a really long time post drinks, so there was no asking like, "Do you want appetizers?" Right. So they're like, "Oh, maybe something's up," because like Adam is still coming in and out of the kitchen, and then finally they come out with like three separate appetizers. They come out with the the big tomahawk. They come out with two sides, two desserts, another round of drinks, and like she's like, "Oh, it's all taken care of." Obviously, I left a, a hefty tip. I'm not gonna stiff the uh, the staff there. They did a great job, but it was uh, twelve percent. No, it was I was it was it was north of twenty percent. 
I, I had an instant uh, last season. I took um, Sebastian Vollmer, ex-New England Patriots oh. offensive lineman, and Marcus Kuhn, ex-New England Patriots and New York Giants defensive lineman, two German players in the NFL. And we went to Foxborough, and they, they were, went to a game there that they were commentating on for one of our German broadcast partners. And if you've been to Foxborough recently, there's this incredible shopping area, shopping mall around it with some... Um, I've never been are, there. It's, it's a great place. There's there's restaurants built in there, good restaurants. And I guess all the Patriots players live in that area. So Sebastian Vollmer had lived in Foxborough and they were, you know, they saw him coming. They're like, oh, fantastic. Here, have this table. And it was implied that the meal was going to be free. So I looked at it through the lens I'm just talking about and was like, okay, let's let's get serious here. They were like, oh, we're going to take care of you and all this stuff. So I said, okay, let's get serious. And and obviously those guys eat a lot of food anyway. So I'm thinking I'm going to go to their level. What actually happened is that we were paying for everything, but they were going to send out more on top. So I ordered a lot of food to eat myself. And then they said, okay, we, here's another, you know, creamed spinach with whatever and whatever. And, you know, so seven additional platters in, in on top of what we'd already eaten or already ordered. And then all of a sudden you feel like you've got to eat this stuff because they sent it out for you specifically and, you know, you, they're treating you well. You can really just shove that to the side. But it came out after all our food had come out. So I wound up eating more food than I've ever eaten in my life. Hmm. Um, so that's why you've got to be careful in those situations. If they had let me order, I would have got way less than what they gave. Right. Did you have the French onion soup? I've been to no, APL. They didn't give us that. It was the uh, – I had the – the biscuits, the beef tartare, and uh, the broccolini, the mashed potatoes, and then the desserts were like to, uh, some kind of like pie and some other kind of like uh, maple cream sort of thing. Um, what is funny though, we didn't have because the bill is going to be so high. My girlfriend like earlier in the day, she's like, "Oh no, I I got cash for for a tip, so don't worry about that." I'm like, "Cool." And then I'm like, "How much did you bring?" She's like, "I have like twenty six dollars on me." I'm like, "This bill's gonna be three hundred dollars." <laughs> I had to run. I had to run to the the meal mid meal and like lie and say I'm taking a, a work call. And I ran across Hollywood to like a Bank of America and I had to take out cash and come back in like dripping sweat from running and be like, "Okay, we're good now." That was the only hectic part of the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> that what that says to me is spaghetti. You get most of the bills because she, yeah. if she has no idea that twenty bucks ain't gonna cut it, she, means that you're probably taking nice care. For some reason, she's like, "Oh, if they're gonna give us the meal, it's like you don't have to give them the full tip." I'm like, "Yeah, you do." Like this, this, right. girl, this, the waitress doesn't care about us. She probably he probably has people come in like me all the time from you know from the other thick, outlets. The thick cast as see that's great for the people. It's infotainment. Right, the well, thick help. cast because yes, in case you're unawares, I once uh, was when I was bartending at a raw bar in Chicago. Um, I set my friend the hog up. He brought in his wife. And another couple and said, oh, well, you know, we know Sheck and he'll take uh, he's going to he'll take care of us. And and I did. And how oysters, dozens of oysters and belts and all the food they could eat and uh, and more. And they ran up some bill, what would have been some bill. But I'm giving it uh, to them. And I gave them uh, a, a very smallish uh, bill of maybe it was 20 bucks or something like that. And he tipped me on the 20 bucks. Yeah. Tip me on the uh, on the on that. It was it was just bad at it. Do you have a word after the fact? Yeah, well, because in my head I was thinking, all right, this is awful on his part, but I'm going to get to make fun of it uh, uh, him for it for the next decade at least. Right. And so I did. Um, but still, bad form. Yes, you tip on what the bill would have been. Should have been people. Sure. You don't 
tip I was free. Not, the, 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 your waiter or waitress did not make the decision to give you the food for free. That's right. So overall, uh, how many uh, spaghetti noodles does uh, APL get? Out of what? I mean, it's it's my the whole experience is great. You've got to own this. The whole experience is great. I mean, it was it was you know five out of five spaghetti noodles. It was it was great. Yeah, five star restaurant. He showed us the I mean the, the how he makes he makes all the knives himself. He like he's makes a the blade, knives. He's a bladesmith, he and they're yeah. all like nine hundred dollars each. And if you steal one, they will chase you down and make you pay for it. Yeah, you I can got, buy I've them too. Knife. You have to sign. Don't Bad you luck. Have... I got a knife. Chase me. Yeah. I you know I know uh, Adam Perry Lang a, a little bit and yes he like makes you sign a thing before you eat that if your knife goes missing then you are on the hook for what now for uh, for us he didn't but it is on the menu you can't purchase one for over like nine hundred fifty dollars he Jesus. makes them in the basement he showed me the private rooms where he hangs out with the celebrities come in they can hang out there's a nice lounge downstairs with like the TVs the oh couches, you saw the, the downstairs bar. yeah so the meat locker where he keeps all the aged meat he let's puts, go like, let's the three of us go we should oh it's the we best should. we should oh. do a DDFP let's outing do it. anyway so. Dave has been promising a DDFP outing almost for since, decades since I really November. have yeah. I know I remember yeah. November 2014 I tried it it's not on me I tried to line it up and everybody else is too fancy with their schedules I'm, I want to do it let's I'm free. go APL free is fine by me if you guys want to do that all right let's wrap it up here um handsome as yes. we as we tour i thought to be forward looking and to be um inclusionary i thought that uh, you know as we do the 32 where as we seek the single best food item from an nfl town in football america we've covered it buffalo wings and uh uh brisket in houston and burnt ends in kc and beyond first of all you've been in la long enough what do you think is the iconic food stuff of LA. I put tacos. I think it's probably fish tacos. And spicy Shrimp tuna, tacos, fish tacos. crispy rice, yep. sushi. Oh, that's a good one. Like that's a I think that's specific to LA. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's expanded now beyond, but I think that yeah, yeah. started here. Oh, the French dip would also make some sense. I should have included I don't like that. French dip. Well, but it's still I've, tr- I've tried to love it, but I, I mean, yeah, I realize it's not my opinion that math matters. Okay. You are responsible for London. It's right. got to be, unfortunately, it's fish, fish and, and chips. chips. I again, it's not something like it's it's fiftieth on my list of favorite things in London. But if but representative to the world, fish and chips. Is Handsome, almost a hundred percent dislikes the things that the the UK is known for. I I love fish and I, chips. Why I don't I you dislike, like it with the vinegar all the on it? Mainstream things that the UK is known for. I'm a hipster. I UK oh, that hipster. makes sense. Yeah, you like the Beatles though. Well, yeah. You don't think they're overrated? That's a hip opinion to be thrown around in the 21st century. A lot of a lot of the hipsters do that. Beatles overrated. I, think, I, think, I, I think, almost tweeted that the other day. I think you that, almost tweeted that. I, I like George, but I, the rest of them, it's like whatever. <laughs> I'm not. And like, you don't like music. If you don't like the Beatles, then you're basically announcing. Not I don't I, really I, care I, much about what I would music. say they're about really what I would say they're, about they're them great, is if they landed in a time, they were they were at the at that one moment, they were the only thing, right? They would just happen to be first. It's a bit like Bart Starr. If we're talking about that last list, Bart Starr is a name that you put on you put on one of your shortlist. In actuality, Bart Starr is not is not in the top. But you're assuming that things in history aren't uh, changed by them. I get I, I right. get it. I get it. I'm not I'm not diminishing anything. Not just they getting did. plopped into the world. I'm not diminishing the anything they did. The, the, their full catalog puts them right up there amongst the top. And it's almost every kind of popular music of the right. last sixty or seventy years, too. Yeah, I mean, if you don't morphed. like, if you don't like, I, I, I throw away their entire catalog of music. It leaves you basically punk. Yeah. Like what? What else is there? They don't rap and they don't. Uh, they don't do punk. They didn't do much reggae. 
I'm not, or de- I'm not denying their importance. I, they're just not for me. I like I like some stuff, but like the more popular stuff, I just don't really listen to. Helter Skelter is a great song. Um, they have a lot of great songs. They have a lot of great quick songs. Seattle update, just so we don't miss this in the pod. They released Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin. Ooh, Ooh Doug Baldwin. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Doug Baldwin may uh, be done in the NFL. And there was some other news. One of the great gamers that you just got, Dave. Right? I did. Uh, what about this Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker Telvin Smith is not going to play this year? Why? He put a uh, statement up on his Instagram just saying he has to step away from the game for a year just to deal with other stuff like health, family, all that kind of. I don't know if he has other stuff going on, but that single handedly like really hurts Jacksonville. That uh, right. I mean, that that is really rough and it's a good thing. I wonder if they knew that that I mean, not that uh, Josh Allen is the perfect replacement for what Telvin Smith does, but I wonder if that's why when. Yeah, I could have had TJ Hawkinson in that spot. That I, I thought that was a mistake not to take him. Maybe they're adding another uh, potentially difference-making uh, defensive piece. He does mention the trade, the rumors of the trade talks, but he just says it's more <laughs> must give time back to himself, his family, and his health. Um, and he doesn't say if he's done for good. Just says uh, at this time uh, for this year. So I mean, uh, who knows what his uh, future is? Handsome. Was this a uh, give this uh, show a letter grade? Uh, it's a yellow four. A yellow four. How about you, uh, Spaghetti? I don't know what yellow four is. What but is Spaghetti? I mean, Spaghetti can't play ball, you know? Like, I'm a, I don't know noodles. I'm just giving You're my... You're a noodle Wait, yourself. have we talked Game of Thrones yet? Oh, we didn't talk no, Game of actually, Thrones. No, we actually have not. Should we? Let's do it. Uh, let's, yes. Let's I, do like we, a. Let's, can we do a, a two minute? What, forget about a, what's happened. Everyone a two minute. What, two, two minute. Minutes, like go. what is going to happen? What's next, Daddy? Tell us. Yes. I mean, I'm a, I'm hoping Jamie's character arc fully completes and he doesn't turn go back to Cersei for love. He goes back because he's angry and kills her. Uh, I think which may happen if Euron gets to him first and brags about that it's his child that will make him snap. And Jamie's going to kill Euron. I'll tell you that right. I now. would like to see that. Yeah, I'm sick. He's definitely so going to kill Euron. Euron. Book, book you on grade show like pirate band Margera. You are not a fan. <laughs> uh, like, and then is that yours? That I've seen around the. I've I've been memeing a lot with the the Reddit community and seeing see. what's going on. But I, um, I just uh, with him, like Danny. I mean, she's further into the Mad Queen. I think this is right. the episode we see her snap to become like what her dad was. Uh-huh. She already is great. that. She basically is. Yeah, which is the one good thing the showrunners are actually doing with her. They're making they're making her very unhinged, which I I like. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing they've actually nailed. Um, and then besides that, I, I just hope we see you know John go back to the north three nights with Tormund, three nights with ghost and he just stays up there those i'm hoping for because it's really is there, so is accelerated there, exactly is there any chance in two weeks we we we're sitting here and we're like you know what in the end i was worried about it but they 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 did a really good job of, I, I of wrapping at, it up at best it's we're, we'll give it if even if the end the two last episodes are perfect i think that best they can be given like a b or a b minus yeah. what the, a disappointment the, the really strange thing they could have well, gone have, another three have, years what are they thinking half hour. we have two and a half hours right. still right. coming so there's they, they can still yeah, but do they a lot can't of good satisfactorily work. finish this whole thing in two and a half hours well, the whole based on the pace that they the, like to the brienne with jamie i mean that yeah was, a lot of fan service stuff i got to hollywood yeah. i mean george r, r. martin's coming out now that he wishes like he's sad he said those words like he wishes it was longer yeah and the guy the the two i mean david benioff and db weiss like they're focused on the star wars stuff they're just they hbo asked for a 10 episode season they said no we could fit it in six so this is fully on them they strayed from the books uh at least from the prophecies from the books and the stuff that align with the books they're doing their own thing in the last two seasons 
season seven was not that strong season eight has been has the lowest grades uh you know from critics uh out of all the seasons i'm not thrilled with it so i don't what like it i don't like me you know i watch tv you know i'll sometimes watch uh those uh, medical shows uh the network shows with the old man and uh and my mother and the, the you know the old man loves to play like well that would never happen in an or like my mother would be mm-hmm. like oh they would never do that in an emergency situation that's not what uh you would do and and you know a, a, a military thing military but i mean i don't know anything about uh military uh procedure or uh, strategy obviously but it just seems so ham-handed was cersei who kills everyone she wouldn't have killed uh, Danny and, and Tyrion, Tyrion standing, well, they're standing they there. wouldn't have, st- she wouldn't have killed them, right? Well, she oh, she sent Bronn out to kill Tyrion and Tyrion standing in front of her. She's a whole army of archers. Right. Like it's a big oversight. They're really, uh, the two biggest things that at last episode w- were done off camera, capturing Miss Indy and then having John um, slash brand tell Sansa and Arya, his lineage. Right. And then, then tell camera. everybody else yeah. in the whole it's, world. It's, and then the other one, and I realize I, f- I sound like a complete idiot saying like this unrealistic about this thing that happened with the dragon, but like the idea that the dragons would have been flying at whatever f- height that the dragons fly and wouldn't have noticed. Hey, I went, wonder who those boats belong to. They went three of three of the and, arrows. Right. Yeah. It's, and it, Come on. George has said before that a fully grown dragon, the skin, the scales are po- impossible to pierce. Those, those, um, the scorpions they shot at him, they wouldn't have done a thing. You have to basically hit it directly through, through the, the mouth, eye, through the eye, of the, eye mouth. Of the yeah. mouth. And by right. the way, yes, of course, as I always say, fa- face off is people who it's the face off syndrome. I resent the people who go to see face off, knowing that the basic conceit of the picture is you're going to take off. One guy's going to take his face off, put it on another person, and no one's going to know the difference. If you go and see the movie, you then can't bellyache about like, it was so unrealistic that they took the face off and put, well, then you shouldn't have gotten to see the movie. What I resent even more, though, is when you establish rules in a universe like you're talking about, Spaghetti, and then you go against the rules. Rubbish! That's what I don't like, you know? Same thing with, like, drat with uh, vampire stuff. Like, oh, the steak? Yeah, I know that's the thing, but not this not steak. The, not, yeah, not oh, that one. water. Oh, yeah, but not under the... No, well, then, then don't make the rules. Those are the rules that have been well-established. It, it, it's starting to make me a little angry. I'm starting to emotionally check out because yeah. I don't want to... Me too. I don't want to be disappointed. I, I, I know. Yeah. After so much build-up. What I'm doing to save it, I re-downloaded the books on Audible. I'm going to re-listen to the series and just hype myself up back that way. That'll show them. Yeah. All right, Spaghetti. What a way to celebrate your 27th Happy birthday. birthday, Eddie. I'm Happy really birthday, proud of you. Spaghetti. Look Let's... at what you've achieved in those 27 years. A lot. You're the, you are the, the kingpin of the NFL podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you are. You're who the else, apple who of else my is eye. Doing it? You're the apple of our eye. Right. You uh, have a very successful podcast of your own. You don't podcast. eat apples on your successful right. podcast. No, you eat, yeah. Right. You, you eat I mean, apple smoked bacon yeah. at, at worst, you know? Right. You've got a wonderful um, family that's beginning to start around you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> All right. That's, that's it for us. That's great. Well done, Thank Eddie. You. Happy birthday. Pre- Happy birthday. Welcome you. back to the uh, to the Finn side of things. Uh, I'm excited. Hey, uh, congratulations to the Carr family. We look forward to talking to Derek sometime before Memorial Day. We look forward to talking to you again. Uh very soon i guess on the other side of the weekend until then thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.